0: Welcome to The Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa, where we discuss dating and other significant relationships.
1: Good evening, good evening.
0: Hello, hello. How's it going,
1: Poppy? Ladies, how we doing?
0: Amazing, amazing. So only one lady right now, but our guest, who is a lady, is coming right up and uh, just wanted to... Uh, kind of catch everybody up hopefully you enjoyed the lost episode last week our very first um, podcast that was put on a different account but we were able to still save it and bring it to you so um, hopefully people enjoyed that and likewise hopefully people will enjoy tonight's episode let's talk about sex baby
1: <laughs> let's talk about sex baby <laughs>
0: All right, let's talk about you and me. I was like, the songs we sung. Look, you have the nerve to fuss about kids and what they listen to. But tonight, we're not going to sing about it, but we do want to talk about it uh, with our guest. And we're going to bring her right on in. Uh, but until she gets here, um, we're bringing on Nakima Clark, uh, who has some very interesting, um, has a very interesting background and work that she's involved in. And so I'm looking forward to that. So, uh, Jorge, when you're out there on a date, when do you feel like the time to talk about sex is?
1: You know what? Oh. That, So that gets thrown at me a lot. And I always say it depends. And I just go with the flow. There's times where I've been out on numerous dates and we never talk about sex at all.
0: Okay, awesome. But we are going to talk about sex today, Poppy. So let's uh, welcome to the show, Nakima Clark. Uh, Nakima, thank you for joining us on the relationship cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you guys doing?
1: Doing awesome. Doing awesome. Good. good.
0: Well, Nakima, we have entitled tonight's show. Let's talk about sex. So let's get after it. All right. All right. (laughs) We don't want to keep the people waiting. So tell them a little bit about, uh, who you are, what you do, and what got you involved in um, sex, you okay. know, and the, the profession of trying to help people um, in
2: that particular area? Okay. Well, to start out with, like Nelson said, I am nakima Clark. I um, I am a certified master sex expert I am enrolled in, I just got to do some paperwork. I mean, in other schoolwork and stuff, but I'm actually working as a certified sexuality coach. So I'm considering like a love coach. But the reason why I got sex has always interested me from a young age, and I'm not sure it may be because I had endured some trauma as a young as a, a young girl, and mm. sometimes. That could either be good or bad. Well, myself, I looked at it like I had something that me and wanted, and mm. it caused me to really explore my sexuality. And I mean, my se- i was like heightened. My sex, my sexual urges were heightened, were heightened at a very young, young age. Nothing to be proud of, but I am transparent, and I just think that's the way. That's, that's why I am who I am today.
0: Well, and we're not here to blame the victim, of course. I just find that's an interesting statement because most of the time when you find um, young people, you know, whoever it may be um, who have been violated early, you know, they're sexually molested or raped or what have you, that is not necessarily the response that you hear. Um, You know, for most people uh, I've ever encountered, it's almost like they start, you know, putting up a wall um, Mm -hmm. around themselves, you know, not even want to get involved in a relationship, much less become sexually active again after that point. So um, I feel like um, you do have a a very different story in that area, uh, you know, becoming more exploratory as opposed to freezing that part of your life off. Um, So, what what exactly does a love coach do?
2: Well, I realized that at one point in my life, I I thought I loved myself, my self esteem I thought was high, but I realized that my my self esteem was really low. So, I what what I do as a love coach, I help people to find their love back, to get back into pointing to yourself. Um, doing self-love affirmations because God put us here for a reason and I mean God is love and he made us so we are love and I feel that if we don't love ourselves how can we expect anyone else to love us Mm -hmm. so it starts with that so what I have coached I, I haven't coached any men on it. So I've been on, only coaching females on the self-love and a lot of them has experienced um, trauma in their younger years in relationships, whatever it is that has happened to them to make them feel as though they can't find love. They don't deserve love. Mm. Well, I go back to the root. I let them know you were created. So you are loved. You are loved. You need to put out in every, all your affirmations that I am love, all my relationships are love, you know, you, you have to pour into yourself before Mm -hmm. you can Mm -hmm. expect to get anything from anyone. And I'm not saying that if you have a partner that they can't help you, but you need to be able to help yourself first.
1: Absolutely. I, like that. Mm-hmm. I think we're all on board with that. I think that's uh, very gospel. And so how long have you been doing this and how do you see that it helps people? Like, what are some examples of what a love coach can provide as far as getting from, you know, point A to point B, as far as progression and, you know, to assist and whatnot?
2: Okay. So I've been doing this, I obtained my master's expert. Through, I am enrolled in the Dr. Rachel Institute. I enrolled in 2019, but never did anything with it. I am a cosmetologist by trade. So Beautiful. these are topics that I've been talking about all my life in the 27 years that I have been licensed as a cosmetologist. So, being that, you know, when women sit in our chairs, we talk about everything right so I wanted I've always wanted to be a like a sexuality coach a sex coach love coach since I think it was like around 2006 but the lady I was asking about it she never gave me any she she never told me how to become one I looked up just didn't know where to start at well I joined the bedroom candy boutique as I joined the bedroom candy company in 2018. Well, I went to my first convention and that's where I met Dr. Rachel. I was like, Lord, that's my sign right there.
1: Mm-hmm. So,
2: to answer your question, I really started it once the pandemic hit because I could not do hair anymore. So I was like, Let me get let me hit these books and nice. do this because I've already paid for it. It's there, you know. Now, this second part, as far as the the deeper coaching. That's what I mean. I'm, I have to just submit videos and do some more uh, paperwork and book work to it. But Dr. Rachel has us working in it now. You know, she it she wants us to work in our coaching now. So how I've helped, how I have helped, um, I can think of a couple clients. One client that comes to my mind. She actually was my very first one. She just felt like she was getting into. Um, Relationships that were always dead in. Mm. and like it make it to that year mark. Sometimes it didn't even make it there. Now, previous, and she had been uh, physically abused in the relationship, so she was just down on herself. She could not even look in, stand to look in the mirror.
1: Mm. So, on.
2: we had four sessions. She received homework. Because first of all, we wanted to know, I I did not want to bring up any trauma or anything that was hurtful. I basically asked her some of my goals. She is, you know, I wanted her to describe her goal. Why, you know, why did she want to see me? And basically she was like, she wants to find love and the right love. You know, she wants a partner that's going to love her the way she wants to be loved and so i had her basically to talk about what how does she feel about herself and if she could describe the best love in the world how i want her to, i want her to be vivid and detailed like okay in my relationship i want i want him to come home hug me kiss me give me some intimacy not not only about the the physical part of the sex, but she was, we found out she was lacking intimacy. Gotcha. Because in all of her other relationships, the physical act was no, was no problem. It was the intimacy, spending quality time. So I helped her to find her love language.
1: Mm -hmm. That is so powerful. That is very powerful because there's people who, are grownups and have no idea what their love language are and the disconnect with that and I actually have listened to the audiobook about love languages and it's a very powerful book and I would encourage anyone and everyone to take a listen it's a long one but it's worth it It however the benefits is that you can identify how you want to receive love but also you will learn that Oftentimes, what the mistake that people do is that they're trying to give love the way they want to receive the love, not the way that their partner mm. can yeah. receive love because of their specific love language. And that's where the disconnect and breakdown happens. And that's why people get frustrated because you may buy your wife or significant other a diamond ring and they're like, oh, thanks. But that's not really their love language. Mm. Absolutely. Yes.
2: That is so true, Jorge. I am so glad you brought that up because that is my my class that I'm trying to start for couples because I'm seeing that around like the age of forty five, you know, most of these couples that I'm targeting have been together for years. Their their kids are grown. Mm-hmm. They're realizing, do we even love each other anymore? Well, I do this for him or her or them, you know. I do this. However, it's not working. And that's that's the kicker. And I listened to something, it may sound funny, but it was in the Medea Homecoming movie. I don't know if y'all paid any attention. But Medea said, when you say I do, you need to say I do to several people. Because mm-hmm. the person you say I do to at that time. A year later, six months later, seven years, 10 years down the road, they're different. Mm-hmm. We need different yeah. things in our lives at different moments. So that the love language and that's my that's the basis of it. That that is the the ground floor that we need to build up from.
0: Well, you know, that's a good point, too, that you're you're talking about. We need to be able
2: to love them at different
0: points. Because I think for lots of people, um, some people feel like, where's the person I married? And that's such a fallacy to think that people aren't going to grow, that people aren't going to change. And then you wonder why the intimacy is gone because you didn't grow together. You kind of, either one person wasn't prepared to move forward or didn't want to move forward or whatever, the other one did. And so it's it's difficult to have intimacy when you've grown apart so much that you're virtual strangers. Um, and I think sometimes people want to move so fast into the, the sexual end of things, and especially as you're younger. You know, that feels like how you're connecting to people. But sometimes intimacy, like you said, is more than just the physical nature of a sex act it's can we talk to each other when mm. things are hard can we talk to each other when one of us has a loss can we just hold each other and feel connected from our heartstrings as opposed to i need that high from an orgasm and sometimes i i have seen in my own life you know previously i was i was searching for that high and you know, that, that feeling that we get. And for a lot of women, orgasm is elusive. And so you feel like something's wrong, first of all, with you or something's wrong with them. If you can never get to this, you know, enchanted forest that, you know, people talk about this, you know, real amazing spectacle of fireworks and thunderclouds or whatever, but you have never built up the emotional intimacy or even spiritual intimacy with the person to get to the other side so in your practice do you in your sessions I suppose with people do you do you have practices for them to be able to get emotionally intimate or even intimate with themselves like a lot of people have never even uh, masturbated or never self-pleasured or never even taking themselves out on a date, something that simple. So do you have um, practices for people to do so that they can build intimacy, you know, first with themselves and then, you know, exercises to do with a partner?
2: Yes, I do. And referencing is as far as, I'm, I'm just speaking of women right now, but um, it's a book called Tickle Your Fancy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is a great, explor exploratory book to help you even if you've never masturbated before you don't know I mean you never know what you're gonna like because nine times out of ten our partners ha- are only doing what they they've done before and somebody said oh I like that mm-hmm. or they looked at they've looked at shows
1: mm-hmm. and they
2: like oh I'm gonna try that or they've read something Oh, yeah, let me try that. It's never been someone saying, Oh, yes, I like that. Touch me there, that person that they're with at that time. Right. You know, so in order for us to know what we want, and we have the book Tickle His Pickle for males. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Yes.
1: That's clever. That's clever. I mean, (laughs) this
2: book is designed, I mean, it talks about. Being a pleasure by a partner mm-hmm. the tickle his pickle book but you can it also has a section in that for masturbation and usually with my couples if they have trouble because I just met a couple Saturday night that are dealing with this basically this issue the husband has had some cancer so he's out of the hospital just has a bag the wife cannot understand she's She's never used a toy before, but, and she's used to being penetrated by his penis. Mm -hmm. So she said, well, I like that. Okay, well, y'all have to come to the realization that at this time, his penis is not working. You know, Mm -hmm. there is not going to penetrate you. So let's figure out other ways. What can you do? Now she can massage him and he just wants to shut down because he's feeling like, well, I mean, she's really saying that I don't, I, I, but I want his penis, you know, I want the penetration and he's feeling inadequate, but he's willing to try a toy on her, but her mind is so blocked. So I'm, I'm still dealing with what our next session is going to be about. But right now, since this is pro touch month, so, I have them <laughs> massaging each other, massaging him, you know, without, mm-hmm. and let that build up your oxytocin levels.
1: Right. You know,
2: we, because you become so close with that. And you think about it, once we climax, guess what? It's over. <laughs> right. It, it's supposed I mean, to prolong it, in the pleasure. Yeah.
0: Yes.
2: Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, and I do, I have talked with some couples to let them know because. Sometimes us as um, women, we we may get upset if our male partner does not climax. You know, he does not ejaculate. Okay, mm-hmm. but it's okay not to.
1: Right, build up
2: that. Let it let it build up that excitement. Keep that excitement going,
1: and it's now, okay. Nakeem, I wanted to uh, touch on a few questions that our okay. listeners okay. sent in. Uh, when we started to, uh, you know, pretty much promote the podcast that we were going to do today and mm-hmm. a couple of questions that we kind of want to get your take and feedback on. So question number one would be how healthy is poly dating to a relationship that is looking for a spark in your opinion?
2: How healthy is poly dating? Yes. Okay. So polydating is okay if all parties are okay with it you have to be at a, a good mental state okay you, i mean jealousy anything can be on the table this is entering in a whole new realm
1: it is it's a yes. it's a different dynamic because there's a there, you got more chefs in the kitchen. So yes. communication becomes even that much more important.
2: Exactly.
1: And so. when you have, uh, you know, weak spots or sore yeah. spots in the relationship and you're bringing that, expecting somebody else to resolve those issues, I, I think you're going about it wrong. So, yes. yeah, um, I don't
2: think that that's not a good idea. and And I say that because of the, to help to, you know, now, maybe if you want to spark it, but if the relationship is already up and down, up and down. Now, I do know um, some uh, swingers personally, they, you know, they're, they're middle age. So they were like, yeah, let's do this. But their relationship is fine. This is something that you have to basically have a contract with each other about. You have the communication is there. OK, so what how far are we go? Will you date this person alone or will we all be together? Are we going to see this person outside, uh, outside of our relationship individually or what, you know, you have to set some boundaries there.
1: Absolutely. Um, Another question from another listener was um, the best advice that you would give for someone to maintain a healthy sex life for couples
2: a healthy sex life for couples. First of all, I would say communicate. Mm. Try new things. Do not have a closed mind. Yeah. Date often. And I don't mean just when I say date, you set out you set aside time for for your partner and you to do something. I mean, it could be in the house. You can have a picnic in your bedroom. Communicate. Myself and my partner, we we play little games, and and I know he probably, <laughs> and sometimes he probably be like, oh God, I hate that she's in class and doing all this, <laughs> you know. <laughs> because I'm pu- I'm always pulling out thought provoking questions. Like it was just a question out that last week, and it was just um, I mean, we we talk about everything. I'm just like, okay, so. Whatever is trending now is like what. What do you think about these women proposing to the men? You know, mm-hmm. I mean, talk about other things. It does not have to be sexual. Just have a great conversation. I am, I, I, I am intrigued and turned on by great conversations.
1: So you're a sapiosexual. But I am then. a
2: sapiosexual. Yes, I am. I didn't realize that until I realized it. <laughs> look oh, uh...
1: But I think a lot of people are a lot of people are, but yes. they just don't realize it. Yes. Um, stimulate another, my
2: mind. Stimulate yeah. my mind. You it don't even realize there. it. When you stimulate my mind, that body gonna get stimulated.
1: Hey, listen, I'm gonna throw this out there to the fellas, and a lot of people don't know this, a lot of men don't know this. A woman's biggest sexual organ is her mind. That's it. So if you can stimulate a woman's mind everything else will fall into place
0: I think we underestimate men in that way like so many times men have been portrayed as just you know all they want is to get after it especially older generations but this new generation of men they just don't want to be attacked they don't Mm -mm. Uh want they want to know that they're appreciated that you listen to them that you care about them I mean I think there's so much of that that's a two way street now as opposed to you know women having to kind of feel like just lay down and take it like back in the day. I think it's a, a much more, um,
2: it's equal. It's equal playing. It's equal playing field. And I had to experience something myself. I was in a relationship for off and on for 16 years. Well, one of the times that we broke up was after seven years. And he told me, he was like, I always compliment you. You never compliment me. And I'm like, Oh, I don't. But it's like, I remember when I did, and he would like brush it off. So I can say, you know, like a lot of men are hard; they have that hard shell, but they want the same thing that we want. Would you not agree with that, Jorge?
1: I would think so. I mean, I think listen, as a man, uh, you definitely want to feel, you know, that you're loved, that you're appreciated, Mm -hmm. and you know those little things like that. That of like uh, me personally, I love an affectionate woman, Mm -hmm. and being a Latino man. Like, affection in our culture is naturally something that we always do. Like, every time I see my aunt or my mom's best friend, she gives me a big hug. I give her a big hug mm-hmm. or we kiss on the cheek. Man, that's just what we do. But that's because we are very affectionate and that's just part of our culture. So mm-hmm. I appreciate that and like that in my woman as well.
2: Yes. And, and we both like to feel desired, you know. Mm-hmm. So in a relationship, that is something that I have found that is lacking that 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 takes part of the intimacy. Each party wants to feel desired. No, you don't want to feel like you're just throwing yourself on your partner or just like you're taking it. okay. If I'm washing dishes, walk by smack me on my be- on my butt, you know, or just um, just re- caress, you know caress me. I mean, my man could be, just be laying on the couch and I just walk by and kiss his forehead you know, right. Hey, those little things matter. It it's not
0: always got to be something, um, you know, dramatic and, you know, you don't always have to wear the black lace. You don't always have mm-hmm. to wear the, you know, I, I used to have um, somebody say they prefer just a plain white tee and white undies on a woman, mm-hmm. you know, just being your natural self. And I think now social media has us, us feeling like we have to be photo ready for everything. Mm-hmm. Thing. And sometimes that dims you down, especially if you don't feel really good about your body or you don't feel, you know, good about something. I think that's one of the biggest impediments to a good sex life is what's, what's your level of self-confidence, mm-hmm. your partner's level of self-confidence and how well do you accept one another in all your imperfections? Because, you know, if I'm getting ragged on about, you know, my belly's getting too big or yeah, know, if, if you feel like somebody's coming for you, you don't. You don't want that. You don't want to be with somebody who makes you feel less desirable than you. You know, then, especially if you already feel some type of way about exactly.
2: You. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I think I question. think
1: it's definitely um, it's definitely something that you know we have to be mindful and you know, like what most people, like a lot of people say, right? When you love someone, you love them for their flaws and all. That's uh, right. So that's also something that you know we have to kind of take. Uh, you know, the good with the bad in this scenario. But another question that one of our listeners posted was what are some things that stunts uh, a person's sexual growth, in your opinion, or from, you know, the experience of of things that you've seen in the past?
2: Um, Something that stunts a few things that come to my mind at first is a closed mind.
1: Mm. Some
2: Mm -hmm. Some cultural barriers. Just like you just said, you are from the Latino descent. Um, someone could be from, like, say, for instance, if um, if maybe y'all are taught that, or the the culture is taught that women do not uh, go down on men, right? You do Lord. not. You do not, you do not or, or no one performs any oral sex. Right. That could be a a, a cultural barrier I mean that could stunt because someone else if you yeah. if you were with someone outside of out, outside of you outside of what, what you're used to and you'd be like oh no we can't do that you know yeah. I know just from me just being um, you know in the south and from um, you know the southern Baptist mm-hmm. certain things like as far as even masturbation right like that could hinder you in your relationship because you can masturbate in front of your partner. That is such um that that's an eye opener itself. And,
1: and it's, it's a, a very cool. intimate it's a very intimate experience. Um another thing that I really encourage um uh, you know people to do is uh showering together to me is is a very mm-hmm. intimate experience and it doesn't have to necessarily be sexual but just Mm -hmm. The fact that you're both willing to shower together or help, you know, bathe Mm -hmm. each other, I think is, you know, a lot of people, oftentimes we talked that we've talked about this on the podcast. A lot of people can offer you sex, but a lot of people aren't going to offer you intimacy.
0: Exactly. And
1: and like you just mentioned, uh, you know, doing that in front of your significant other or, you know, bathing together or showering together. I think those are perfect examples of ways to create, Uh, an intimate moment and to get closer to each other
0: right and no and this is the thing too you don't always know how a person really feels about you based on sex because you can be hot for somebody and not love somebody Mm -hmm. and so to me I think like if if all you have with the person is sex you might have a problem in your relationship or what
1: situationship, whatever it is you're doing.
2: Uh, <laughs> I like that. I like that. That's the situationship.
1: Oh, hell. Yeah. Let's not even go down that rabbit hole. That's like another podcast, Literally. situationships. <laughs> I like, <that.
0: laughs> like If you don't feel anything else beyond, let's go get this high together, um, you know, physically, you know, if you don't ever get to see them, you know, bathe with you, eat with you, talk to you about their MO stuff, what do you really have? And so I think that's another sign of, you know, that could be a stunted relationship where, mm-hmm. you know, if that's all we've got left and we're staying together for the kids and the sex, then we might need to renegotiate this relationship, go to a therapist or a coach or do something, you know?
1: Nakima, let me ask you something. Uh-huh. So... I used to be married. I'm divorced now. But, you know, I have a lot of friends who are married. And my question to you would be, if you are an individual and you are looking to maybe expand or open your marriage or relationship, how does one go about having that conversation? Because in my opinion, that's a very dicey conversation because if it's only coming from one side, I feel like that could create a lot of tension and maybe even some discontent mm-hmm. if it's a one-sided conversation. And then the other person's like, "Hey, I didn't, I didn't, I'm not up for that." Or, "Hey, that's that's not how I was raised. I was taught to always be with one person and one person only." So, I feel like that could be a very dicey situation. So, how would you coach someone to maybe go about having those uh, talks or to even consider something like that?
2: Very carefully, you just don't want to come out and say, Hey, let's um, let's how about opening our marriage up to someone else or let's go into this community? You know, well, you would want to sit down and, like I said at first, because just like you just said, the other partner could feel like, Oh, am I not enough?
1: Yep,
2: or mm-hmm. Oh, you just want to, you just want a free pass to be with someone else, right? No, it's not that I was. <laughs> Listen, so you know that's basically all in these we can we can pretty much Google something find some articles about it. I would just say let's bring it up just as a just like yeah. like a question. What do you know? think about? Is what I like to leave with. <laughs> yeah, be yeah. like man, be like, guess what? What what do you think about this here? You know, like, I'm sure you can find it. <laughs> just put it up on the phone and say. Hey, what are your takes on this? You
1: know, oh hell, that sounds like a trap. <laughs> yeah, you know, i like, I don't know, baby, I don't know what the people talking about.
0: Hey, so start with, uh, we need to talk.
2: <laughs> look, don't start it with, we need to talk, ladies. Look, yeah, oh, you know, don't say we need to say, Yeah, yeah. You see, like, look, oh my goodness. See, what, what are your thoughts? And then, I mean, these are like some questions. I have this card game I had. It was like some conversation card games. I'm pretty sure y'all seen them mm-hmm. go across uh, um, Facebook and YouTube. But it's the um, Ace Metaphors conversations. I love them. They, I mean, they have questions like that. And it's like some people would say, hmm, I mean, we'll try it. You know, the huh. worst thing you can say is, I mean, just like, say, for instance, myself. I, I have been any relationship where we did swing. Well, I felt like the fact that that's all that we had. I mean, I loved it. However, maybe it was just a fun thing. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, again, with my heightened sex drive, you know, so I, it was no feelings, nothing like that. A great group of people, you know. Now, and I think that my boyfriend at the time, he did that just to keep me from stepping out. But I wasn't going to step out. You know, he brought that to my attention. So, and I was I was like open, okay. I'd never done it before. Never even heard of it, you know. So I was like, mm, okay, sounds good to me. But <laughs> it became a little bit too much, you know, because I felt like that's all he wanted from me is, hey, go here, go here. And I mean, and it could have been, and it, again, this was a relationship that I, it was missing other stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't want the listeners to be like, oh no, we can't do that. It may not, I mean, it may work for you.
1: But, Nakima, M- just to piggyback on your comment. So, uh, a few episodes ago, we actually did a podcast on the swinger lifestyle and we actually had a couple who are swingers and we had a, a very rich, deep conversation uh, into their dynamic and their experience. And I actually went to a swinger party for my very first time over the summer and got a very interesting experience with it. Okay. And one thing that I tell people, a lot of people have because a lot of people have reached out to me about that podcast Mm -hmm. and I explained to them just because you go to a swinger party that doesn't mean that you're that you are expected to participate with anyone or everyone you could go to a swinger party and literally just have fun and play with your partner so it's not Mm I feel like a lot of people have this misconception that if you go to a swinger party, okay, now you're going to be part of, you have to be part of this orgy or else like, it's not no. like that, <laughs> but a lot of people have that misconception, whether it be because of things they hear or because of what they see on, you know, media or videos mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be. But I was at a party before, um, you know, with my first experience and there were people there who just kind of hung out and took the ambiance in, or they were just hanging out with their partner because you know what
2: um just by being there that's that helps their relationship and like the the couple that called in or I mean they asked that asked the question earlier now they could do that just to peek in and see if just that excitement of seeing others hugging and kissing on each other if that will if that will move them to do it yeah.
0: Make a little bit of voyeurism. Yeah,
2: yes, uh-huh. yes. I I mean, I remember my first one. It was like four couples in a room. And they all, we all, were, look, they were, I, I, we was the fourth couple. But the other three, they, they were with their own partners, you know. And just by watching them, it, it will get you aroused and get you back. I mean, that could be the best The best sex that you would ever have, just because in the back of your mind, you're seeing all of them. And when you and your partner get together, now those fibroids make up them.
1: Listen, I'm going to tell you one thing. And one thing that I've learned from that experience and from attending an event like that um, in that world, confidence is everything. Yes. And that is one thing that I have really really picked up on and noticed that people who are swingers for the most part are very confident people Mm -hmm. and you have to be because you're going to be at a party where there's going to be a lot of attractive people you're going to be at a party where people are going to be looking sexy and wearing you know pretty attractive things or things that make them look and feel sexy so from a confidence mm-hmm. standpoint, it does wonders for men and women in these type of environments and situations. And listen, it's everything because if you're shy and you're going to one of these parties, you're at the wrong place.
2: That is so well, true. Or listen,
0: or maybe not, you know, sometimes that might be the experience that flips the switch on for some people. You know, I, I can um I've never been to a swinger party or anything like that, but I've seen women and men who don't necessarily look like cover girls or, you know, GQ models, but who have that, uh, as the French say, that je ne sais quoi, that... (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, damn, he's sexy as hell. Mm -hmm. You know, I would never date him in a million years if I just had to go by what that person looked like on the outside. But just that uh, confidence or you know, the way that person came to me and, you know, talked to me in such a way, like it just lit the fire under me. And, you know, being a natural introvert, I know most people will never believe that, but it's the truth. Lies. I, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I'm really, truly an extroverted introvert. And so, um, or ambivert, whatever you want to call it. But, you know, I always used to be like tongue tied with men, even, even like starting over. I felt like I was back at 15, you know, because I really didn't have game back in the day, and I still don't really think I do, but sometimes I fake it till I make it. Okay, Drizzy, walks,
1: I hear you. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, when someone
0: walks up to you and makes you feel sexy, you know what I'm saying? Like, they perceive mm-hmm. you as that. It really does help you to feel it yourself, you know? Oh, or, it,
1: make, it, it makes a big difference. Yeah, in that world, that, yeah. that role, yes, that is... Yeah. But not. That even, is something that uh, a lot of people seek.
0: Yeah, and, like even anywhere. Like if you would approach your your partner for the one, you know, the young lady on Facebook who said, you know, uh, what do you do about your stunted sex life or, or what have you? Like sometimes just go in there with a new persona. Bring out your Sasha Fierce or you know, whoever your your secondary persona yes, is. Yes, honey. Flip the switch on your man. If you the type to always do it with the covers on. Throw the covers off, put the lights on. Yes. Come out and with your
2: sexiest robe or something, you know?
1: Or I tell them the lights and bust out the lingerie.
2: Yes. I tell everyone, at least have sex with the lights on at least one time. Right. That way you can see and, and look up at your partner. Get that eye contact while you're doing whatever. You know, make that eye contact. Reach inside their souls, you know. Let your souls match. <laughs>
0: And that's right. Like shape I mean, and, and like you yourself. just said
2: earlier. I mean confidence is so sexy. It don't matter. I mean, I I have a um I hate clothes. Okay. I hate clothes. When I come home, I said <laughs> <laughs> my, my partner probably he he likes to see me. It probably turned him on when I'm fully dressed. <laughs> <'Cause, you> know, <laughs> <I hate cooks. laughs> my brother went to my brother went out of town and him and his girlfriend brought me back this thing. Is i hung it on my door. It says, Please knock because I'm probably naked, you know, or something. <laughs> but, but I am, I mean, and I just, I walk like that, you know, and I asked, I asked him all the time. I was like, I'm sorry. I said, I just, I mean, don't let me come home and take my shower as soon as I get home. I don't have on clothes. I just walk around, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that, that's a whole other show. don't
0: just drop in on Nakima. Yeah, <laughs>
2: her If you do, in. I'm, I'm, you've, you've been warned. You <laughs> so cannot,
1: you cannot unsee what you just saw.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but Nakima, it has been a pleasure having you on, and I, we definitely uh, want to circle back. We'll have to do a part two with this because this yes. is obviously something that single people, married people, people that are dating, we all have to deal with. Yes. But we thank you so much for bringing your expertise to our podcast, and we will definitely uh, have to do a part two on this.
2: Well, thank you all so much for having me, and if anyone is interested in just seeing what it's like, uh, want a consultation, please feel free to call me at 704- 669- 8296- or you can email me at N C Pleasure P-L-E-A-S-U-R-E principles. P-R-I-N-C-I P-L-E-S at gmail.com. And it was such an honor to be on this podcast with you all. I look forward to working with you all
0: again. Listen, well, we are so excited to have had you today. This was really awesome conversation. I uh, hope we broke the ice out there for some of you who are looking for uh, ways to bring back the love and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe just free yourselves. But, mm-hmm. uh, Nikima, one more time, we want to make sure
2: we get this for our show notes. How can they contact you? Just one more time. Okay. 704-669-8296. Mm-hmm. Or you can email me at nc pleasure P-L-E-A-S-U-R-E. Mm-hmm. Principles, P-R-I-N-C-I, P-L-E-S at gmail.com.
0: Okay, we're gonna make sure we get that on there. And if you need just some um uh, bedroom candy, I guess. Uh, yes, I can contact
2: you for that as well, right? Consultant. My website is b-k parties, P-A-R-T-I-E-S dot com forward slash nine seven seven two. But feel free to reach out to me if you would if you need to know any more about toys you want to get into learning more about yourself your partner how to please yourself your partner Just um, awesome. Regina, thank, thank you, you.
0: Oh, a great conversation so until next time everybody if you have show ideas for us uh, you can uh, of course do like a lot of our listeners have been doing going to our Facebooks at Jorge Medina J-O-R-G-E and Nelson no Weber. Uh, also, check us out on our website at w.therrelationshipcycle.com. Uh, we've enjoyed our conversation today. We look forward to getting you and your relationship cycle back on track or back on if you've if you've been off. So until next time, everybody, take care.
1: Buenas noches, people. Have a good night. Buenas noches. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today on The Relationship Cycle with Jorge and Nelsa. Do you have show ideas? Email us at jorgeandnelsa at gmail.com. Follow us on Spotify or anchor.fm for more great shows.